Um, I'm uncomfortable just being in my body or sitting in the backyard, not doing, I, I have a real addiction to doing, I'm, work, I'm working on it. Yeah. My poor therapist. And by the way, Sean's go to therapy too. Like you should, it's good for everybody. <laughs> no one's above that stuff. Right. But it, I feel more of a connection to the earth grid and even the plants. When I take the orange glow, the orange glow has become like my Rosetta stone <laughs> to be a crazy person, like talk to the plants. Like, what do you guys need? What's going on? Right. Yeah. It's shifted my paradigm in such a big way where I can really unplug without using, by the way, like a substance. I know it's technically a substance. It's a tincture, but without having a glass of wine. What's up, my soul sister? Welcome to the Magic Within podcast. My name's Katrina Lelly, and I'm a transformation coach obsessed with guiding women to unlock their power within so they live an aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've been where you're at, doing all the things and feeling like nothing is working. And I'm here to help you learn how to live that aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've spent years investing in programs, coaches, books, and other tools in covering my own blocks, challenging my beliefs, growing and stretching myself to live my most authentic life that is true to who I am. There is incredible power in our experiences, and by sharing our stories with one another, we help each other along this journey called life. This is a space where you will hear inspiring and motivating stories from other guests and tools to help you get from where you are now to who you want to be in this life. You get two doses of magic each week to fill up your cup and start living a life that is aligned with your highest self. We are not meant to do this life alone, and we all have the magic within us to live this beautiful life that's true to who we are. I'm here to help you begin to unlock that power and start stepping in to the amazing woman that you are. Let's do this. another episode of the magic within podcast so excited to have you here if this is your first time tuning in welcome thank you so so much for being here and if you're not new to me then thank you for continuing to come back and listen to the show I am grateful for all of those of you who continue to show up for yourself and for this show I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest Rachel White who is a trained shaman, medium, and energy practitioner with more than a decade of professional experience through her spiritual consultancy, Totem Readings. Rachel's approach to spirituality is unique. She uses ancient tools and techniques in a modern way, empowering her clients and ultimately working to democratize spirituality. Totem is a place for the spiritually curious but non-committal and for those who may self-identify as spiritually homeless. Rachel provides approachable, pragmatic insights and easy to implement solutions for everyday life. She also has recently self-published the Totem Tarot Deck on Amazon, a pure expression of her lifelong love of tarot and spirituality. Rachel, thank you so, so much for being here. I'm very much looking forward to hearing your story and getting to know you more and sharing your, your light and your wisdom with our listeners. 
Well, thank you. And God, that intro, I forget that that's on my website. I'm like, oh my God, like I, that sounds so serious. <laughs> when you meet me, you're going to be so disappointed because I'm so normal ish. You know, no one, no one reads tarot cards and they're totally normal. But yeah, I'm a little more muggly than it reads. And thank you for having me. I've really, I've, as I mentioned right before we start, I've gotten into your social media, which doesn't happen. I don't latch, if you will, to things. And it's just not my favorite medium, but I like when people are real and it's real stuff and it has a real emotion to it and it doesn't feel rote and like pre-planned and scripted. And so thank you. I'm really excited to see where this goes. I like spontaneous. I do. Yeah. Thank you. I do too. I am not that person that can sit down and like write out a month's worth of content. I'm a fly by the seat of my pants when I feel the download and I know that I'm supposed to share it, then I'm going to share it. (laughs) So I love that. So I love this question that I ask all of my guests and I'm curious what your response is. When you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? I actually, I just got the chills. It it seems like an obvious question, but um, I wasn't actually ready for it, which is funny because I've been listening. Um, I actually wanted to be like a witch. (laughs) That's amazing. For for way longer than you should, right? It's kind of a normal childhood development thing, but it, it went on a lot longer. And I think you might even be able to refer to me as a kind of maybe closet goth, even through high school and college and things like that. So I used to mix all these fake potions. My poor parents, I'd steal their expensive perfume and just like mix it all together with cologne and, you know, all this stuff from under the sink. And I I was reminded of that only the other day because I have a flower essence garden right out this window and I'm making flower essences. I was like, oh my God, I'm like doing the thing I pretended to do as a kid. It's too weird. I went a real long crooked way to get back to where I started. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. You, that usually happens, you know, we yeah. start to grow up and society gets its hold on us and we start to think we're supposed to do all these other things and this might be too out there for some people and so we take our journey and yeah, our it doesn't journey. always look like we think it's supposed to. Yeah. So, I am curious, what were what so what did you do? What did that journey look like for you? So, you know, dysfunctional home, right? You know, a lot of mental illness and domestic violence, and I'm the oldest of of four children. So what that means, um, this is very familiar to a lot of people out there, a lot of my clients, I know that, is you work your ass off because you're like, I got to get out of here. This is not going to be a place for me to live for very long. Started working really early, just like office jobs. I worked as like a secretary or receptionist at a hair salon in high school. And then in college, worked full-time. I went to school full-time, started working with architects, corporate real estate companies. And I think I got really lucky that way. I think a lot of people, when they get a quote side job to sort of pay for college or whatever, it's not viable as a career. Mine was. So I ended up at the, at the end of things before I transitioned to totem full-time two years ago at the height of the pandemic, nothing like good timing, right? Yep, same. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. It, the monsoon's here. Time to walk into it. Yeah. Um, but I was, you know, head of knowledge and innovation for a publicly traded global corporate real estate company. So, you know, in terms of like nonsense office jobs, I had basically the apex of it. Um, and what's funny is you get into that stuff and you notice like you go one day I was just like, oh, none of you know things like this concept when you're younger, like the adults or these successful people and they know things and they're wise and you're going to learn from them. And then you realize like, it's all sort of chaos and people pretend to know things or there's politics, you know, it, it, um, shattered my illusion that the world is a meritocracy, right? 
And I think that was super important with my shamanic work. But I started doing shaman stuff, you know, and I never really stopped being weird, reading tarot cards and all that good stuff. <laughs> I've always been weird, a lifelong professional weirdo. But I went and saw a shaman when I was getting a divorce from my ex-husband. So I was about 26. I got married young, very briefly. And I was like, holy shit, this works. And the, the running joke with me and everything with shamanism is I came by it honestly. Like I'm way more skeptical than most people who do this work where I thought crystals were nonsense until I picked one up and I was like, oh my God, I can feel electricity. So mm. I sort of insist on those direct experiences and then I'll do the research to figure out, well, what is it about crystals that makes it work? And the, one of those fun discoveries was the thing in this computer that's allowing us to talk magically across time and space right now is a Pentium processor made out of quartz crystal. Silicon Valley is named after silica crystals used in computers. And I was like, oh, this is all stuff we just don't understand yet, right? Um, and so transitioning to this full time during COVID, which it sounds like you did the same thing, was actually really rewarding. And I think if you and I made it through those couple of years with people with the state of their energy bodies and their mindsets, you can kind of do anything. It's yeah. the Iron Man, if you will. So <laughs> yeah. I don't regret it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so, so much. So being growing up this uh, in this space, you know, this weirdo, like I love that so much. Were your parents into what you were in? Or are they kind of like looking at you going, what is this? What did we bring into this world? Like what, what happened? It's, it's interesting. So, you know, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial is going on right now, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm not into celebrity anything, and I'm not into ever the current thing, but it is my parents, you know, she got diagnosed with the two disorders, among other things I lived with. So they were so wrapped up in their own shit. They did not ever pay attention. I think it's like the biggest blessing I ever had as a child because my younger siblings got more, quote, parenting, end quote, and I don't think it worked out so great. So I was sort of feral. Like, and I also claimed at the age of four, I was a reincarnation. I called it a green carnation, like a child's rough order of magnitude. And my mother actually took me to a therapist because of it and was like, this one's broken. So it, it was such a footnote as was everything else. However, my grandparents really sort of raised me for all intents and purposes, my mother's parents. Um, my grandmother's Native American and they were just the most fascinating people. And it was funny, my grandmother would criticize the tarot card readings, but then would ask for them. And so it was sort of a complicated, nuanced <laughs> yeah. dynamic with it. But, you know, she was Native American and had her own brand of weird. And we'd talk about dreams. So I did have people. They just weren't my parents. Actually, I'm, Pluto's retrograde right now. I don't know if you're familiar with astrology, but everyone in my coaching program, everyone I know is like, I, I'm not happy. I feel weird. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Pluto, this is Pluto plumbing the depths. We're all dealing with shadow work shit. And then we've got this full moon in Scorpio coming up. That's an eclipse. So I'm actually writing about all this stuff in my childhood in the context of, of shadow work and that we get superpowers sometimes in ways, you know, did I want a parent to ask me a question or care? Yeah. But is it probably best they didn't? Yeah. Objectively. So take the good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that so much. And so it was always a kind of a way of life for you. And then when did you decide to like, okay, I'm going to step into this full time. Like, this is what I need to be doing. This is what I want to be doing. Yeah. Well, I just, things that interest me 
I just have to do them. I get really deep on things that way where I'm like, well, why aren't more people sitting around talking about the question of why we exist, the nature of our reality? Like, it seems like that's a very interesting place to be. And then when, so when you dip your toe into that and then you come back to corporate and it's like, hey, uh, where are the invoices for X, Y, and Z? And you're like, oh my fucking God, pardon my friend, sorry. But the dissonance between, you know, how interesting one is and how uninteresting the other is, is fascinating. So I really aggressively looked for a mentor, which I think is something that happens a lot with people. And I'm glad you're doing coaching. You're a person where I'm like, yeah, no, 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 go to her. That's a, that's a good mentor. I had such difficulty with it. I, I don't know if it was being in Chicago or just the state of, quote, the woo industry, if we're an industry, but inevitably, you know, it was like the never meet your heroes kid kind of thing where they'd hit me up for rent money or it just got weird. And, and at one point I was in shaman school and I kept asking questions about things I had read in the bibliography for the course and figured out the woman teaching it had never read any of those books, but she put them in the course curriculum and I was like, you know what? It's enough of this. If I'm going to learn, I have to do. Yeah. So I just, and I knew how to do tarot card readings. Like that was a core competency already. And I said, I'm just going to do it for very little money. Get a Yelp page and just start doing this and start working with people, working with energy as I voraciously read and hopefully a mentor comes. But if they don't, I've got this plan. And, you know, I really like right now I'm doing a spiritual transformation coaching program and my big thing is always just getting people to do, do, practice. Because you get so affirmed, number one, it's very confidence building. You know, you don't feel like an imposter or fraud or, a, you know, a fake. And number two is, you know, you really learn how to deal with human beings and that no one can really teach you what you learn by practicing, I think. Yeah, I agree with that a thousand percent. It is this... I mean, you can go learn how to do invoices, how to answer the phone, how to like show up, yeah. but the, like, this is, nobody can teach you until you're doing it yourself. And you, th that's how you get the experience. That's how you get, you know, those moments where they may only come once in a lifetime and you learn how to move through them. That way, you know, if, and when they come up again, you'll know like, oh, I recognize this and I can, I know how to do this. And not only that, you learn so much about yourself through the process. And like you said, like it builds your confidence and it brings your power like that much more forward. Yeah. And my greatest teachers are my clients. Yeah. Um, so I'll have people go, how do you know that? Like something comes up in a channeling session, I'll name some obscure Egyptian deity, right? And I go, well, because it came up in somebody else's session, I had to research it. I had to Google it, I had to get a book. So if you take work with clients as a constant education, you get a lot from it. Um, and it's interesting to me, it's like a giant scavenger hunt. I see something, I don't know what it is. I wanna research that because it's inherently interesting. And that's the major difference between what I'm doing now and what I was doing in corporate. I was good at it. I mean, basically, I was, quote, an idea person. I was an innovation director. It's not the worst corporate gig. It's actually creative and fun. You create brands. But I just didn't have that natural energy or drive to go further in it because you, you hit rock real quick. What is further? <laughs> There's yeah. no substance to it. So, yeah, for me, I just, unfortunately, I'm not good at faking it. <laughs> that, that became obvious early. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can relate to that so much. And, and I mean, even myself, the journey that I'm on that I took last week, and now I ordered a book and I'm researching more about these Orishas that showed up. I saw that. Was that Joshua Tree Park? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's so magical. I remembered seeing that. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was the most beautiful experience I've, I've ever had yet on this journey. And I'm just like, I'm so excited to start learning about more about these, these Orishas and their powers and like how they show up and just more expanding. Cause there's a lot to this world, right? There's oh, yes. so much. And you could has, study it forever and ever yeah. for many lifetimes. And there's still much to learn. Exactly. And it's awesome. I have to tell you, by the way, the Joshua tree thing, when I saw your pictures, it was a moment of kind of like kismet. That's sort of a Yiddish word for like fortuitous serendipity, right? Because mm-hmm. I've planted Joshua tree seeds and they're growing. I mean, they're going to take forever because I did it from seed. So I won't make flower essence out of, out of them this year, maybe next year. But I had a dream the last few weeks where I went into my backyard and there were gigantic Joshua trees, like oh. four or five stories high, you know, with the in bloom, with the big flowers out of the top. And I sat up, I woke up right away and I, I woke my husband up. I said, oh my God, all these projects I'm working on that are spiritual are going to just grow overnight. Cause the point of the dream was like, these have grown overnight and they're huge. And I remember in the dream being worried the neighbors were going to be pissed because they were so big (laughs) and they blocked like their view or something. And so Joshua trees, I think, I think that energy, it comports something to us. There's an unspoken language there with that place and those plants. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, I agree. It, It was definitely powerful and incredibly, incredibly magical and I just loved it. So that's so fun. Cause I, when I posted that, like my grandma posted and, and responded to one of my posts on Facebook and she's like, you should get some seeds and bring them home and plant them. I didn't, I didn't oh, take any. But I just got it. the chills. You know what? I'll email you where I ordered mine. Okay. Cause they took, they're viable. I'm, I'm making a note right now. Okay. Awesome. I love that. That's so exciting. Yeah. Tell me more. You've talked, you've brought up these flower essences. Talk about that. I'm really excited. My new crazy project. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So as, as is the case with most things that become successful in my world, it it involves zero planning. So it's so counterintuitive, everybody. I know it sounds crazy, but things really do work out better this way where it was locked down in Chicago. We're heading into year two of it. And, you know, we're in a apartment building like everybody else. And we had a private balcony that was really peaceful and quiet and a private roof deck. And I said, you know what? I need an excuse to get out every day. By the way, the parks were closed. The basketball hoops were taken down. So you were super limited in what you could do. So I said, you know, I'm going to grow some flowers. And because, you know, I've been doing this work in the coaching program around chakra dominances and I'm sacral chakra dominant, I can't ever do something that's just fun. It has to be a project. So, you know, I use, I trick myself to like do things that'll be fun and good for me. And I said, you know, I'll make some flower essences. And my husband's a chef. So he's kind of good at food science stuff or mixology. And we researched how to do it. And I made a few last year in Chicago to beta test, gave them out to people, was like, let me know what you think. They are beyond magical. And by the way, I'm the last to know. Because again, I'm skeptical and I'm just sort of <laughs> slow to it. I'm like, I don't know, what is it? Is it working as a placebo? And twice now I've started taking my mint one, which is called newly minted. It's for cash flow, for money, for work, like get you busy, you know, you're an entrepreneur, get new clients, whatever. And both times on day two of taking it thoughtlessly, I still have corporate clients I consult for who want freelance writing. They all reached out. I mean, the first time one of them said, hey, it's almost the end of the year. We're going to lose our freelance budget. Can we give you like $20,000? I was like, yeah, you can. Can I? Yeah, sure. Yes. 
Thank you. It's too weird. So I called my husband freaked out and I said, I think I did accidental witchcraft because I don't do a ritual or anything. I just make these things. And I was like, okay, this is, this is real. So yeah, this year we were in Austin, Texas. So that's a big change, huge backyard. We have 70 plants growing outside from seed. It's madness, you know, in between podcasts and everything else I'm doing, I'm like outside, like a little old lady, like taking flowers off plants by hand when they're ready. And then you just store them in a tincture sort of thing of Everclear. And the main reason for that is it just pulls all the good stuff out of the flowers. And then you then take that and you cut that substantially with water. It's just so the plants don't rot while you're pulling the medicine out. And then we put them in cute little bottles. I got them right behind me that you can see um, and give them out to people. I I do it through consultation, um, not direct sales because I'm nuts. I make everything harder on myself for quality. Yeah. Um, But they're included with the consultation. And then each one after that, I just charge for, for what it is and free shipping and all that. But it's to make sure, like for me, newly minted, I don't need that, frankly. Not that I'm rich, but I don't need to be busier. I don't need more clients. I'm at max capacity. I'm not taking that anymore. I'm trying to be more thoughtful and (laughs) intentional about my own witchcraft. And so likewise, you know, if I'm meeting with a client about what they need, we talk about their life, like what's going on right now. So I don't give them something that's going to add more chaos to the brew necessarily, right? And to actually help them right the ship in the direction they want to go. Yeah, I love these things. I thought flower essences were BS too until yeah. I tried them. Yeah. Uh, I love flowers. So do you ingest them? Ingest yes. Them? Yeah. Them. Okay. And so it has the way I make them, which is different from some others, and it might be why it's a little more powerful and witchy, is there is a little bit of plant matter in there. Like we strain it very finely, but like the nasturtium one tastes a little different than the mint one. And they evoke their actual, like they're handmade bespoke things. They're not big industrial Bach flower essences. Those are great too, though. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's, that's so exciting. And, you know, being like, we talked about Joshua tree and realizing like there is so much power around us. Yes. In that we've plants. been told to not look at, which yeah. is interesting. Yes. Yeah. Like in, in the trees, in the sand, I walked my feet in, like, you know, in, in the flowers, there is so much power that is right around us that we ignore on the regular. All the time. I did too. You know, no one's more guilty of it than me. And what's really funny is the nasturtium essence I make, I like live on that stuff. Uh, It's the one, like if anybody wanted to get a gift bag or something and like get the, it's called orange glow because it puts me in my body, which is not a thing I'm used to. Um, I'm uncomfortable just being in my body or sitting in the backyard, not doing, I, I have a real addiction to doing, I'm, work, I'm working on it. Yeah. My poor therapist. And by the way, Sean's go to therapy too. Like you should, it's good for everybody. <laughs> no one's above that stuff. Right. But it, I feel more of a connection to the earth grid and even the plants. When I take the orange glow, the orange glow has become like my Rosetta stone <laughs> to be a crazy person, like talk to the plants. Like, what do you guys need? What's going on? Right. Yeah. It's shifted my paradigm in such a big way where I can really unplug without using, by the way, like a substance. I know it's technically a substance. It's a tincture, but without having a glass of wine yeah. to come down. Because by the way, that glass of wine is not helping me feel myself either. Like both options are getting me where I need to be going with more frequency. So trying to work on that. That's the plan for the summer. My little personal project. 
Yeah. I love that so much. I'm so excited for you. And like, uh, I had never heard of them. So I, and I saw your stories on, and I was like, what in the world? Like just connecting the crazy dots. Person doing crazy yeah. Stuff. yeah. That's, it's awesome though. You can, you light up when you talk about it. So it brings you so much joy and just like yeah. happiness. So, and it works like it's well, helping supporting your clients. Yeah. And it's, it's going to sound a little funny. I love my client work. I really do. Especially the coaching work. I got really lucky with my coaching clients. I got just the best people that are having these breakthroughs. And I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. But sometimes making stuff like something that goes in a bottle with a label on it or the totem tarot deck that we self-publish, like making an object is a really nice break from always charging for your time and being on. It's mm. quiet work. There's something meditative and repetitive yeah. to it where you create, you're, you're creating it and it, it can hang out. I, I store them in my energy work room and they're in there and it feels like a, just a different wavelength yeah. than direct client work all the time. Yeah. And I think that's such an important aspect, especially as women that we need to incorporate more of in our life. We're created to be creators, to be in that creative mode. And we get caught up in that do mode. And so even in the creating, we can turn to do and forget to like relish in the creation of what we're doing. And, And, you know, it gets to be both. And I get to, when I'm doing it, touch flowers, which is grounding. It has its own energy. And, you know, in the coaching program, one of my friends joined it and she, I learned she makes candles. I had no idea. Right. And she had had an unfortunate thing. She lives in Chicago. Chicago is really violent right now. I'm Mm -hmm. glad we left when we did. I lived there my whole life, never had an issue, but she got mugged in her doorway. It was horrible. It was broad daylight. And frankly, meditating wasn't fun for her in that time period. And understandably, you know, you close your eyes, you're going to relive this adrenaline dump moment of horror and fear. So I said, well, what what do you like to do? Like if you didn't have to worry about making money. What do you like to do? She said, I like making candles. I was like, wait, I've known you how long you make candles. Like this is amazing. Right. And then we started talking and we're collaborating here. I'll I'll show you. Um, Listeners may not be able to see this, but we're collaborating on a a candle line. Oh, I love it. A little brand for her. And then they have a spell on them. This one is called dragon lady. And we put the flower essences in here and aromatherapy and dragon lady is for women that are entrepreneurs. I love that. So it's going to smell like money, rain and saffron, like a metallic smell, like lightning and thunder. Oh, I love making. Yeah. Yeah. A rain dance for abundance. And, you know, she's like, holy shit, we have labels. We made a thing. There's a feeling to making a thing that you put out in the world. And if no one's creating stuff, there's no stuff. you got to make stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's exciting. Like you just never know what's going to come through or come forward. I love that. And what, so we designed the program. Like I did the certification for coaching. I'm sure you did too. And I was like, this is so rigid. And I could tell none of it was tailored for spiritual work, which is so ebb flow moves like water soup built on confluence and serendipity. Right. And I said, we're going to have some structure, but whatever comes up, we're going to go down rabbit holes. Yeah. And that like, so there are five brands that are being incubated. The designer, the artist who worked in my tarot deck is working with those women, you know, helping them get, you know, like a trademark. Is it available? What can we do here? And I really didn't think it was going to go there actually, but it did. And so we're getting together at the end of June here in Austin. It's like, everybody's going to have something to show everybody. That's, and, and that's It's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so satisfying. Oh, that's so, so good. And it's interesting you brought that up because it is the, on the, you know, the coaching certification, I went through two and the first one, I didn't feel like I was like, no, the second one, thankfully that's how I found one of my spiritual teachers. They were two women who did that one. And that's how, what led me further on the journey further into the space I'm in now, but I agree. And it's just, there is that's, I think it's sometimes so difficult to talk about this work when you're explaining it to someone who doesn't really know or is not too familiar because you can't place the tangible on it all, you know, all the time. There's just so much flow and beauty to it. And it's like explaining it to someone because we all want, we all want success. We all want money. We all want, you know, and I'm not in the position to tell you, oh, if you do this, then you're going to go make more money. Could that Mm -hmm. happen? Absolutely. But what matters is like, are you in flow? Are you, are you in line here? Like in the, in, in the inner stuff. Yeah. And it's why I, um, I don't allow for goal setting in my, in the spiritual transformation program, (laughs) because we, we do other stuff. Right. And we figure out like the substance of something that makes you happy, a thing you can do all the time and getting while getting energized from it versus some, you know, because frankly, the rest of the world is built in spreadsheets already. Yeah. We don't really need more of that. We've seen what that produces. Yeah. And you're coming to me to do this because you want to quote transformation, which means we're going to disrupt that. Right. Yeah. And I say to them, listen, if you end up month five or whatever, and you don't want to do anything with spirituality, good. You figured that out. Like, I don't care. And I think the other interesting thing, when I listen to you talk on social media and your podcast and everything, you share this thing with with me and very few others where it's like, I don't, your success on paper is not my success. Like whatever you take out of the program, that's yours. Yeah. I'm just like a doula for nonsense right yeah. now. I'm a middleman. It's <laughs> yours. Yeah. And I think sometimes people want their coaching clients to go out and hit big wins, hit three point shots, put points up on the board so they can then screenshot that. And that becomes part of their you know, propaganda, frankly, right. And it's like, no, I don't care. God sees it. That's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely. So, so good. So who are the people that you're working with right now? Um, In in terms of coaching? Yeah. In terms of coaching, like what kind of clients come see who are your people? So I'm, I actually schedule a phone call to make sure it's a fit and I keep it tight. It's a small group because it's all individual work and I'm insane. I make things hard on myself. We talk every week. It's pretty labor intensive. The main thing is someone who is, as I call it, there's a, there's a voice that's calling them. It's what I call the call. Like they're getting a call. They go to work. They're good at it. All of my clients are very successful people on paper. They work at companies. Trust me, you'd recognize names. They're fairly high up at them and, and they don't hate their life. They just know they're not bringing their whole self to what they do. Mm. In fact, they may have two different selves, work self, personal self, and personal self always gets squeezed out to the margins, especially if you're a mother, by the way, um, I'm not, but most of my clients are, it's a lot. And so what we talk about is how, how can we get your, your career more in line with your spirit self, your, your higher self, your oversoul, like all those terms, right? Who you are at a fundamental level before you were born and after you die not all this ego shit. Right. And then let's work with that. What does that look like? You know, can that person function in your current environment? What do you want to build if that's not the case? 
Yeah. And how do we get you there slowly, responsibly? And the first thing you do is figure out who you are spiritually. That's an endless bit of personal archaeology. It yeah. takes a long time and it's weird. And then, you know, you start having dreams and all these things come up and we put pieces of the puzzle together. So it's for people who don't mind having their life screwed up a little bit because, you know, <laughs> you've done so much personal work. Yeah. But that shadow work, all that stuff, like the first month or two, it's a lot of like, oh, my God, I've realized that my sister doesn't love me. And like needing to confront those things, those realities, get your own house in order before you start handling the care of others. For instance, if you're going to be a Reiki practitioner, energy worker, you need to, sorry, there's a fly in here. You need to come correct. And to do that, you got to like dig in, get down the layers. And am I a light worker? Am I a star seat? Like, what am I? Without focusing on the words so much of just, you know, what's my essence and how do I work optimally? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that so much. And it's really, the focus has to come back to you like you yes. said, and, and hold that space and learn about yourself and then go out and do it. And I see, bless them. I love some of them that I'm thinking of, like they're, they get really excited because they start this journey and then they're like, Oh, I'm going to go do this now. And I'm like, hold up a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what's coming yet. Like there's, there's a lot and you, we don't have to be that far ahead of people to support them and help them. But yeah. for me, this, this work is so, so much more sacred. Yes. Than just learning to go like, I don't know, a regular coach, I guess we'll call her yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh my God. I, I totally know what you mean. And the biggest challenge in the program and the thing that I, I personally am the most uncomfortable with, I'm aware of it though. And it's a good, it's a good thing for me to work through is God bless them. The throat chakra dominant people <laughs> are do exactly what you're talking about because everything's so connected and they're usually so goddamn intelligent. And they just see how systems interconnect with systems and data. But then they they do this thing of like always wanting to go to an external source for something instead of themselves. So I frustrate the hell out of them. Because I'm yeah. like, well, that's what someone said. Where are you at? And they, they go, well, what do you think? And I go, no, no, no. And, and that's hard for me as a second chakra person because I'm like, oh, I'll tell you what I think all day long. I'll boss you around. I'll do the work for you. Like I have that propensity. Yes. So it's this funny tension. But um, not like real tension. I just mean energetically and they inevitably navigate through and I'll get a little note. We use Slack and it's things like, oh my God, you're right. And I had a dream and now it's all coming together for me and really getting them to stop you know, going to seminars, buying books all the time and yep. sit with themselves because they have access to all of that within themselves. Yeah. Not suggesting you shouldn't keep learning. I read books too, but this idea of quieting the noise to get to self. Throat chakra people really like telling other people's stories, helping other people articulate things, freeing people, but they will almost subconsciously do it to an extent where they're not telling their own story and they're not meeting their own needs and making themselves happy. Yeah. Yeah. I see it a lot. And, um, they're some of my favorite people to work with and not work, you know, and not at the same times, you know, um, they're so smart. And it's so funny the the difference when I'm working with a sacral chakra client like Shelly, who, you know, I teamed up with on the, the candle project as an example. She's like, yeah, let's da da da. I go, yep. Boom. And it's this whole, like, just let's just do it thing and yeah. sort it out. And it's so simple. It's hilarious. It's so <laughs> funny when you're with your, your own kind a little bit. Yeah. 
I love that. Oh my gosh. I've loved this conversation with you. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Oh no, just that, Hey, all of you lovely, spiritually curious people do not give up on this work. If you run into a huckster or a fraudster, you get disappointed. You know, if I had given up every time someone sort of let me down that way, or encountered that energy, I wouldn't have lasted more than a week doing this. Um, And I would just say, Working to consistently build your own visceral intuition it doesn't just help you navigating this space. It helps you everywhere in life. Yeah. Um, and so when in doubt, like, what does your gut say? And really going with that. And I would also just say, you know, and you're nothing like this. Thank goodness for, for all of your clients. But anyone who makes you neurotic or tells you what's wrong with you, puts you in a place of fear or feeling anxious um, like you've got a problem and you need a solution. That's a big red flag. I just want to oh. make like, it's really easy for me to be constructive for you to be constructive. So if somebody's trying to freak you out and build a sense of dependence on them for something like that's not a good lawyer, that's not a good coach. That's not a good psychic. You know, it runs the gamut. They should want to empower you and you should leave. You know, sometimes it's, it's not the easiest, you know, we're all in shadow work right now with Pluto retrograde, but you should leave feeling empowered and affirmed a little bit from, from every interaction with those people. So I'm just trying to get the word out because I hear all the horror stories, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I I've hear them and I've lived some of those horror stories and I get it. And sometimes we, you know, we get caught up in that space and, and then we learn and then we know next time, okay, this is not where I need to be. Like, this is not the person to work with, you know, and you can always change your mind. You can always change your mind. There is, you know, that space for you that listen and tune in. I loved everything you just shared there so, so much. Yeah. Tuesday nights. So tonight, you know, no one will have heard this by then, but every Tuesday night I do an Insta Live at seven with someone I trust and who I think is super authentic in their work. Tonight's physical therapist, Reiki practitioner named Summer, who I know really well. She's a client of mine in Chicago. So if you want to tune in to Instagram, I'm at Totem Rach. But those conversations, I really curate those people who do things I don't do to have real meaningful conversations, maybe bust some myths too in the space. And usually what we do is leave people feeling like, oh, I can do that on my own a little bit. Like that's the goal of that. Yeah. 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 I love that. And I will make sure I link up Rachel's info in the show notes so you guys can find her easily. Thank you so, so Thank much for so coming much. on. Yeah. I loved this conversation. I'm excited to continue to like kind of watch each other, watch your journey and like just kind of just know that, hey, we're there. Right. I love yes. that. I yeah. Love it that. makes me feel good knowing that you and people like you are out there. It's been nice. I've met a lot of great people in the last three weeks and I kind of needed it. So yeah. thank you. Same. Uh, this building up this kind of community is just so needed and I'm, and I'm grateful for it. So, oh my gosh. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. And remember everything you need is already within you. That magic is there. And I am excited for you to discover your own. much for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way to take 60 seconds, leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend. 
Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.